Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Agile 2019. In the Leading Agile booth, we are doing interviews all week long with speakers, thought leaders, and folks that are bringing change to the world of work. And I have here two people who are going to do an experiment and see if we can limit Howard to a short podcast. This is not going to work. Melissa <laughs> <laughs> Boggs is the chief scrum master for the Scrum Alliance. That's, that's the official Correct. Do I need to teach you about Scrum, Dave? Yes, there's a lot of things I don't understand. We plan all the sprints up front. Just introduce us, Dave. Howard Sublett, Chief Product Owner and General Wiseass for the Scrum Alliance. And you've been in in these roles, which is a complete, to give some backstory, Scrum Alliance changed the way it's organized, did away with the traditional management layer, and in charge of the organization, we now have a Chief Scrum Master and Chief Product Owner. We have an introvert, we have an extrovert, right? <laughs> and that's correct. Okay. Someone that who focuses correct. on the teams inside the house and someone who focuses on the world at large. Right. And I'm curious about how this has been going for you guys, because this is nobody did this before you guys did this. Well, not that I'm aware of. Okay. I mean, it's, well, no one's done it in our organization. I, I, I'm assuming somebody has in the world, but for us, it was... Um, it was about being true to our values of who we are as a, a mission-based organization, as a truly agile organization that we want to be. Why not? And okay. so instead of taking on a role of a CEO, it was let's take a role in the role of a product owner and a scrum master. And we actually get to co-lead, by the way. Yeah. We, we actually, there's not a reporting structure between us. I think that's where the biggest learning has been is the two of us having to make decisions together. Okay. Absolutely. And being able to work through some of those things with our, as you mentioned, our introversion and our extroversion and how that plays into decision making. And I actually think it also gives us some power in having empathy for our team and for our, um, I don't know, our community in the world, because I think we actually relate to different people. And so, you know, I can see how things affect introverts and he can see how things affect extroverts. Yeah, and I think, it's a nice balance. Right. And we've learned more about our, at least I can speak for myself, but I think we have learned more about ourselves in the last oh year okay. than I ever expected That was great. Possible. Now we can limit him to his answer. So first <laughs> I'm going to ask you, what, if, what is the most important thing that you've learned about yourself? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, gosh, Dave. I don't you even brought know it where up. To start, I know. All right, I we'll did. go with you. What is the most important thing you've learned about yourself? So, um, one of the things that I've learned is that me being me sometimes can impact others. So I, I didn't actually realize until I was in a, a peer-based relationship right. like this that me being gregarious and outspoken and and spontaneous and and all that stuff, trying to co-lead with somebody that was more introverted in that way could actually have a really negative impact. Yeah. So I'm trying to learn out how how to learn how to still be me and make some space. And make space at the same time, but if I'm making space I'm not me sometimes and so this Oh wow, think, yeah. All right. Cuz it feels like I'm doing less of me, but it's it's something that I never realized a, in myself. Yeah. Because I've always learned to lean on my strengths and you have too. Sure. And I think it's important to point out that introversion and shyness are not the same thing, right? right? I had no, I have no issue getting up in front of 1,500 people. You sang in a metal band. I sang in a metal band. Gosh, I can't believe you remember that. I saw that picture. Um, It's still scary. However, (laughs) I process differently, right, than he does. And so, you know, there's this, he says often, like, we don't talk enough. You know, and, and I and agree like, with no, that. No, we I, totally talk. <laughs> I talked to you once. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. But I, I, I have recognized, you know, me being me means, means I need a little bit of time yeah. before we have a conversation to kind of work through it in my head. 
And so I think that's one way where my being me has intruded on him a little bit where he's like, I want to talk it through. And I'm like, me too. In like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so she's, she's thought through it, produced something. I can't process it unless we talk, but she's like, I've already done that part, but I'm like, I'm stuck. Well, I've noticed in you, cause I, I saw it this week when we were working on stuff. You, you take a moment now sometimes in a conversation would happen twice. You, before you answered, you were thoughtful before you answered where I'm used to just, I'm trying. I'm trying no, to learn it's, that. No, it's it's interesting I'm, to see how you're affecting each other and how you communicate with other people. To, to wow. me, the most exciting part about it, I mean, what it's doing to the business world is amazing. Like, there's a company in Germany that has adopted the model. Germany, right? You said there was another company that adopted the yeah, model. Yeah, there was, there was another that, that, when they heard the announcement, decided to disrupt their CEO world, and he took on a product on a role and then hired a Scrum Master yeah. as well. And of course, Scrum at Scale did the exact same thing, yes. which they hired Carol McEwen as a product owner. Yeah. They haven't hired a Scrum Master yet, but it's getting there. Okay. But the introversion, extroversion balance of two people leading together, that's to me fascinating. That you, What you have to learn about coping with them and you have to learn about coping with her and being effective for your teams that way. That's yeah. powerful. And it's growing us. I mean, you mentioned, I, I hadn't actually noticed that... Um, explicitly about him but now that you say it I, I've seen it mm. and I think on the flip side like I've had to learn how to speak up more okay again not from a shyness perspective right. but kind of to verbalize what's going on in my head yeah um, just so that you know I'm it's I'm not there. missing some boat yeah. because I didn't speak up fast yeah. enough you know and so I, yeah Okay. We're changing each other, Howard, in a good uh, way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. very much. So you're traveling all over the planet now. Yes, and most of it. What are you learning about Scrum and the way people feel about it and how it's working around the rest of the world? I, I'm being introduced to more and more implementations of Scrum and Agile in outside of the world of technology that I didn't know about. Okay. Um that just fascinate me. Um, recently, I met a guy that was a cardiovascular surgeon um, that took a, a CSM class and got inspired to reshape their emergency room procedures. Then they wow. gave him the directorship of the entire hospital. Wow. So get this. Um, at the end of him being there for two years, they increased the throughput of patients from 1,000 to 10,000 patients a month wow. with no real additional staff. Also, by increasing the net promoter score of the patient's happiness score and of the staff at the same time. Both went up That's remarkably. Awesome. And I'm like, how? I mean, I, I appreciate it. Get We're that guy to give a keynote. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm inspired. So I keep getting more and more inspired everywhere I go. Okay. I'm also learning about the economies of different countries and different cultures and how uh, cultural aspects of collaboration and and. And being able to pull work to you doesn't work the same in certain cultures as others. Yeah. We're still in more of an authoritarian parts of the world, more traditional. Okay. So. Cool. Yeah. I learn something every day. All right. And I have one for you, too. You changed. Another thing that happened is they changed the way the inside of the company's organized and got rid of the traditional departments, set up the products or projects, whatever you're calling them, and people got to self-select, right? Correct. And that's more your domain, right? Yes. Um, and actually, they're, they're set up into community teams. Okay. And so each of the teams in our organization has a specific community, or you could more traditionally think of it as a persona. Okay. But um, that they really, really focus on. And so rather than projects or rather than 
even products. I mean, products and services are a part of it. Is it, it. more programs? Or? Um, it's programs, product services. It's got to have a name. But we it's needs. It. Okay. You know, I mean, we're a mission-based service organization. So, so we are here to serve the people in our community. And so getting back to that and like getting to, you know, what does someone need using our practitioner team as an example? Yeah. If someone has been practicing Scrum and in our community for, say, three years... What do they need at that point that's different than the newbie or that's different okay. than the trainers and coaches? Sure. Um, I really kind of laser focus on those people. And it might it does include certifications. It includes, you know, the products and services that we offer. But it's also, you know, how do we create community around that? Yeah. I remember when I was, you know, three to five years in, I was burnt out. I was lonely because I was always like the only scrum master, yeah. you know. And so how do <laughs> we meet those master. needs very yeah. directly? Okay. Um, so building teams around that. So yeah, it's been a significant change. Okay. And, and, and just just as an an outcome of those things, we just finished four sprints. I think. I think within the first sprint, I'm gonna. I don't really know, but it like the first sprint, we were both like a sprint review time. We're gonna see what comes through the system. We were both just amazed at the number of things that the teams found. It knocked out, built stories, and delivered value directly to customers wow. within the first two weeks. In the in these four in these four sprints, we probably have done more good for our communities than in the year or two prior. It, it's it's just unbelievable the That's amount awesome. of throughput that's happening and innovation and learning. I mean, the learning that's coming out of every sprint is is just crazy. Wow! So, I think that's the most significant part. Um, right. I mean, the, obviously the value that we're delivering, but the learning on a large scale, I mean, learning people are learning jobs that they never did before yeah. because they self-selected into a team that was like they needed their skill set, but it was in a totally different area yeah. that they had never really focused on before. Um, so which is kind of tearing down any, you know, Richard Sheridan says, um, single towers of knowledge, right? Yeah. So we're now kind of distributing some knowledge throughout the organization. More cross functionality. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the learning around how to be a scrum team and how to, you know, leverage scrum yeah. to meet that community need. is just mind blowing. That's because, awesome. you know, of course, Scrum Alliance used Scrum before in pockets and in different ways. But now it's like not company wide. We're all this in. is it. Yeah. This you know? is very cool. And so what I've been asking folks at the end is how they get in touch with what I'm just going to ask you to share with these folks how they can watch you go through this journey because you publish stuff all the time. We're so lucky together. that we have an easy answer to that one. Yeah. Um, um, you have to come to my home and follow me around. Uh, no, we, <laughs> we decided that this was such a unique journey. And both of us want to um, be as radically transparent as possible that uh, we decided that unscripted was kind of the way we wanted to be. We didn't want to be scripted. We wanted to just be us. Right. So we will pull and out the... And you can't f- script him anyway. You're not going to script me. Try. So... It was like an easy way to get me to do something. Uh, there are no rules. Just do it. I like this. 
so scrumalliance.org forward slash unscripted and we've been archiving there every Facebook live every blog post every podcast where we talk about our journey and they're in chronological order so you'll see us talk about Go through the things thing. early on where we're trying to figure things out and where we've made a mistake and where we're learning um, so yeah it's, it was just an aggregator for us on the okay. website that's open and free to the world to see so if you're watching this and you're curious about what it would be like to transform your organization with this kind of leadership model they'll get a sense to that from, from watching yep. this. Okay, and what if they do want to get in touch with you directly? Sure. You want to give, give your, your home phone number, soul? your address? No. That's what I was about to do. They're going to your house. We might as well give your address. <laughs> um, so my Twitter is at Hummingbird Agility, which um, it's spelled weird because Twitter won't give me that many characters, but H-M-N-G-B-I-R-D Agility. Um, okay. So definitely you can tweet or email at inbox at scrumalliance.org. Okay. Email for me is hsublett, S-U-B-L-E-T-T, at scrumalliance.org, or at Howard Sublet on Twitter. Cool. All right. Thank you both for coming by, and I'm glad things are going so well. All right. You owe me $10, Dave. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Thank you. So keep watching. We're going to be doing uh, interviews like this, but the other guests aren't going to make me pay them to come and right. sit down. So yeah. that'll be nice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>